WWF, what the world is watching. Now, welcome to the 24-inch podcast, the season two finale. Uh, it's been a long 2022, and we're actually sneaking into 2023 a day or two to record this one. My name is Steve Bennett. That was the beautiful Paula Bennett. And on the line with us now is my friend down in Kearney, New Jersey, Sopranos Town. Happy New Year, my friend. What's going on, Dave? What's up, brother? I got some uh, noise going on in the background here. I don't know why, but it, it went away. Thank God for that. It's like uh, we're in that mode right now. Like, what day is it? What's the date? What day of the week is it? Because I, I don't know. But I know I go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, But that's pa- about it. Paul goes back to school tomorrow. We had the Christmas from hell in Buffalo, New York. So let's go back. So Thursday, I guess, was the 23rd. Yes. Right? Yeah, the, no. Thursday was the 22nd. And... Uh, we had gotten word around Wednesday or Thursday that there was a blizzard coming and that it was going to be the worst storm in the history of storms. You know how they pipe this shit on the news? Right. And they you, do that around here too now. You never know if it's actually going to be or if it's not. There, the news has really become the boy that cried wolf in the weather department over the years. Yeah. But, a lot of departments. But they're like, no, no, no. Seriously, this is going to be the one. So we start planning on, well, if this happens kind of a thing. So we go to bed Thursday night. And schools have all closed preemptively on Friday. Every school in the city closed. So Paula knew she was going to be home. So Tammy sets her alarm for 6 a.m., figuring she'll get up, go to the grocery store early before everyone else, make sure we have everything, and if the snowstorm does come, we're fine, you know, yes. kind of a thing. So she gets there, discovers everyone has this idea. 6 o'clock in the morning uh, on December 23rd, Eddie Vedder's birthday, and the grocery stores already are mobbed. Um, but she got what we needed. Happy birthday. Yep. <laughs> she got what we needed. She gets home. And about 9 o'clock. It starts being a blizzard. It was it was on. And when it started, it didn't stop until at least the, Sunday night. Yeah. Christmas night. Is it a white, yes. white Christmas? So we had to cancel all our party because most of our, some of our family lives in. Buffalo. In Chictawaga area. Yes. Yeah, the South Towns. We're in the North. So okay. it was very hard because we had to drive to do that. Everything was day. canceled. Almost all the city was in a driving ban. We couldn't see out of our window from Friday at 9 until sometime on Christmas Day. Yeah. Wow. And we, all, we got to Grandma's like right when the North Tonawanda driving ban stopped. Yeah, they lifted the, the driving band up north where we are on Christmas Day around maybe 7 p.m. People started digging out, getting their plows coming by, things like that. And then finally on, I guess it was December 26th, we went to my mother-in-law's and started having Christmases. And then on the 27th, I guess, my brother and my mom and that family came over for two hours because everything was then like on ketchup and cramming. And yeah, my yeah. brother was home from New Jersey for four days. I saw him for two hours. The rest of the time, he was just stranded at my other brother's house. It was brutal. <laughs> we hey, know Paul, someone yeah. who lives in New Jersey that's on the podcast right now. Yeah. But um, 37 people, I think, died. Uh, the power was out everywhere. Um, people literally froze to death. But 
That didn't happen to us, thank God. Yes. Yeah. Only didn't happen to my cousins. Yeah, and Baba Natalie was able to come. Yes. Yeah. But now we got to tell them about the, the listeners about the other Christmas thing we're looking at. What's that? Oh, Bufana. Oh, Bufana's coming, too, on January 6th, which is an old Italian tradition. I literally checked the calendar today on my phone, and it was, like, it was the second day. I'm like, I want it to be the sixth. Yep, four more days till old Bufana comes. Dave, what were you going to ask, Paul? No, I just wanted to say, ask her if Santa Claus still made it in the, in, in the snow. Did Rudolph, you know, he must have. Yeah, Bob and, Natale, Bob and Natale came, right? Yeah. Dominic? Dominic helped yeah. in the snow. Um, you know Dominic, Dave? Dominic the donkey? Jiggity I know the song. Donkey, yeah. I think he probably helped. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he needed a little extra help. A little extra light up in the sky. Yeah. And since he's really good at helping on the hills of Italy, he probably helped with the blizzards of Buffalo, too. But how was your Christmas? There you go. How was your Christmas in Jersey there, Dave? Uh, Christmas in Jersey was good. Um... You know, we didn't have no snow, nothing like that. It was freezing. Friday night, we went to the Eddie Trunk thing. Oh, uh, yeah. How was that? That looks sweet. Uh, it was cool. You know, me, me and a couple of girls went over there, and um, uh, you know, the Motley Crue cover band played uh, a different one than I usually see, my friend Paul's band. And uh, it was cool, but it was freezing. It was icy everywhere outside. Uh, so that was Friday. Then Saturday, um, I went out with my cousins for Christmas Eve dinner. That was really nice. You know, a lot of doing the regular Dave stuff doing during all this, of course. Sunday, just kind of chilled home, you know, with the immediate family and that kind of thing. Awesome. Um, had a few day, had a few, almost all week off that of work. sounds sweet. Your dad so, was in a heater, huh? Your dad was in a heater on Christmas. He was, uh, you are posting the yeah, video. He, yeah, he, yeah, he put a few down. So, yeah, he was, <laughs> he was having, he was having some fun. Yeah, people got a kick out of that. So we let him have some fun and um, went down to shore to see an old friend on Tuesday when I was off. Then things got wild on New Year's Eve when I took it a little too far, brother. Did you? And that's why I'm feeling tired right now. <laughs> yeah. So up, up until then, I was pretty, pretty good. But, uh, you know, there's some drama going on that we don't need to discuss on a 24-inch podcast. But Family or friend all, drama? Friends, okay. stuff, you know. Us in our forties still acting like we're in our, our 20s and teens, <laughs> but uh, it should all. Hopefully, it all dies down uh, now because everybody's tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the uh, yeah. New Year's here was better. I mean, it was better. Most a lot of the snow is melted because there's a couple of days of 50 in there. So then you had the ice jam oh, problems ice. and the flooding and all that from all the snow that then just melts suddenly. But we, we went. We went to a hibachi dinner, that stupid show that they do where the, the onions turn into a train. And they and cook they, in front of you. Yeah, we did that. I tried to get something in my mouth. Me and Molly did not get it. Ah, <laughs> uh, what was it? That's one of our Broccoli, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even like broccoli, though. She just wanted to catch the broccoli in her mouth, but the guy you sucked at it. Catch it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> His accuracy was not exactly Dan Marino. He was a little wild. No. With the broccoli, but um, and then we went to uh, this like arcade, indoor arcade with like mini bowling and axe throwing and escape room, like just a big playhouse kind of thing. We screwed on there for a while, and then we came home for a Happy New Year. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I did, I did some bowling myself actually on New Year's Eve. Three hundred game. Uh, no, it was, no. It, was, it was really hot in there, but in, in the, in the summer, though, month. when I went, I had, I, I bowled a turkey three, uh, three Oh, nice. So yeah, close, that's yeah. nice. I bowled a 230 uh-huh. once. That's my career high. What's your career high? Yeah, I think I might have been cl- close to that Close to that, yeah. <laughs> well, if you get into it and you start going a little bit and you can build up your chops a little bit, but yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah, to just the, the pop first in. Like, Paul has my iPhone like, locked right now. like three, la- three lanes rented and stuff, so. Nice. It's right. like hard you have to concentrate. Well, on the 24-inch podcast today, we're going to have apparently a lot of Paula talking off mic so that people can't hear but can hear, and it's like a disruption to the show, but not what, Paula? If you want to talk, you got to talk on the mic. Then you can't talk. We're in the middle of recording. <laughs> she just uh, she doesn't get it, people. 
<laughs> she just got right? out of the we- shower and she's already drawn all over her arm. We all love her off nights. No, that's a tattoo. Which I'm sure is going to go over well with uh, her mother. Oh, that's a tattoo. Oh, okay. Here's what we're going to do. Tattoo. Uh, we watched an episode of the show, uh, the uh, Rocket Wrestling cartoon today. Uh, so just for something fun. It's not going to be the typical long podcast. What we're going to do in a second, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about rock and wrestling, kind of the origins of it. Talk about what it was, when it aired, who watched it, who didn't watch it, who was on it, who wasn't, all those things. We'll talk about our personal experiences from it. We'll talk about an episode where all the characters turn into kids and their car gets stolen. And, uh, Top liar, brother. Yes, and then we will uh, take a break again and we'll read emails, say goodbye to 2022, and get ready for season three and let you know what the premiere will be. It's going to be a good one, good premiere. Yeah, that sounds about right for this one. Anything else you want to mention about break or the show today or anything else? I'm tired as heck, but I'm here, so let's do it. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back to talk rock and wrestling, the Hulk Hogan Saturday morning cartoon. Thank you for listening to the 24-Inch Podcast. Don't forget to check out my other podcast, The Sportscasters, 10 Years in the Making. You can find it on Twitter, at sports underscore caster, or download episodes wherever you found this podcast. You can find the 24-Inch Podcast on Twitter as well. We're at the number two, the number four, the word inch podcast, at 24-Inch Podcast. Email us at 24inchpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget about our friend Peter Winson and greeting from Allentown. It's at GF Allentown Pod. Twenty-four inch podcast. We are back to season two finale. We're just gonna have a little bit of fun tonight, and we are talking about the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon that originally aired. It debuted September fourteenth. 1985, and it ran through October 18, 1986, uh, with reruns then airing until June of 87. Uh, the program aired on CBS Saturday morning cartoons back in the era of when kids woke up on Saturday mornings and cartoons were Phenomenal. on the, uh, the, the networks. What were, you, what were your Saturday morning staples, Dave? What, what cartoons did you watch growing up on Saturday mornings? I loved uh, Scooby Doo had like a little revamped '80s vibe to him. Like Fred, Fred was gone, or he'd only be there sometimes, and Velma was only there sometimes. Whatever the new Scooby Doo mysteries on ABC, but they're still kind of like the old ones. It's not like weird like the way they became in the 2000s or something like that. So uh, that's one of them. Then um, you got rock and wrestling, but we're gonna get into a little bit more about that as soon as we start talking about it. A um, little bit later in life, um, maybe Ninja Turtles, uh, when they got real big, uh, that, that that was must-see Saturday morning for me. Um, I remember I was real little. I liked to get along, gang. Uh, God, a lot of it, like Spectre Gadget and Heathcliff, I think I watched after school. Yeah, I know I, I was into He-Man. He-Man was a big one He-Man. for me. I also really liked Saved by the Bell, but that's probably more like 9, 10. When that aired on but, Saturday mornings, not a cartoon okay. as well, but it was I watched it on Saturday mornings the original. Oh, run so if, if we're if we're gonna go that way, be, besides wrestling for Saturday morning for me, um, the Three Stooges. Three Stooges, yeah, I used to watch very that very too yeah. on Saturday yeah. mornings. I also watched um, the Smurfs. I know I watched for a little bit. Um, what else? This was the main one. I wasn't a huge, huge cartoons guy. I was really into wrestling and hockey. Um, so okay. I, I would watch some because it would be all that was on. And if I didn't have a hockey game on VHS or wrestling on VHS, but mainly I watched He-Man, um, the wrestling cartoon. Um, I think Wayne Gretzky had a little something for a little bit animated with some of the other with Bo Jackson and maybe some of the other some, but it wasn't great, but I know I watched it cause I thought it would be better. I was loyal to the things I liked. But, everything had a cartoon, right? Yeah, back everything then? had a cartoon back then, and well, then it, it also had the merch, right? Everything then had the merch. merch yeah, yeah, the uh, which was really it seemed like the cartoons existed 
uh, for the merch. But how can for the yeah, kind of a lot. It's like how he managed you had Joe at least, right? That's yeah, exactly. How it started. I think I'm not sure. I don't know. Send your hate mail to me. Hulk Hogan's <clears throat> Rock and Wrestling was animated and produced by DIC Animation City. Um, let's see. Hey, what... it's a kids show. <laughs> and uh, they did a bunch of stuff, uh, a bunch of different cartoons. Um, they did stuff on for Walt Disney. They did stuff for a bunch of different companies. Yeah, you, know, you see, like the kid be sleeping, right? And it's like the nighttime. Dick, it says. Yeah, there's a big Hulk Hogan, uh, the giant 16 inch LJN uh, on the table there while the kid's sleeping, and it was just it's something you you, you know in your head forever. It was Spectre Gadget had it, this this had it, and God probably 20 other shows. So the really interesting thing about this show was that wrestling didn't really matter except for one thing. And that was the good guys in wrestling were the good guys in the show, and the bad guys in wrestling were the bad guys in the show. Right. The, the heel face thing was important to the cartoon. Nothing else in wrestling really was. Um, yeah, they were hardly ever in a wrestling. The first episode, maybe uh, they might have had something to do with, in the ring or something, but yeah, not there, really. There was two seasons, twenty six episodes total. Uh, it was produced by Andy Hayward and Gene Chaplin. Um. WWF was also a producer in it, of course. Columbia Pictures Television as well. Distributed by Coca-Cola Telecommunications, and it aired on CBS. The characters on the show, uh, Hulk Hogan was the leader of the faces. With him was Junkyard Dog, Captain Lou Albano, Andre the Giant, Wendy Richter, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, Hillbilly Jim, and Tito Santana. Uh, The leader of the heels was Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Uh, and with him was Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, Fabulous Mula, Big John Studd, Mr. Fuji, Bobby Heenan, and then Miss Mean Gene also appeared in a few episodes as well. Obviously. Yeah, Heenan he, he he wasn't a regular either. He had, it was strange how they used him in it. Right, yeah, Heenan and Mean yeah. Gene were kind of here and there kind of people. Yeah. Uh, the opening theme was Hulk, is called Hulk Hogan's Theme, composed by Jim Steinman was also used as Hogan's ring entrance theme before being replaced by Real American by Rick Derringer. Uh, Steinman later reworked Hulk Hogan's theme into Ravishing, performed by Bonnie Taylor and featured on her 1986 album, Secret Dreams and Forbidden Fire. I remember we brought that up before on here. And the song is what plays after the A block in most instances. True. um, Which we're going to rework that for season three. Um, the first episode again aired on September 14, 1985. It was called the Junkyard 500. Um, they did 13 episodes of the first season. It came back September 13, 86, and did 13 more. Now, one of the big issues that they had was that the speed of the cartoon couldn't keep up with the speed of the wrestling business. Um, the animation and the production times were too long. And it failed to keep up with the pace of WWF. It resulted in certain wrestlers turning heel in WWF, but remaining good guys on the cartoon and vice versa. Like Roddy Roddy Piper, who was a heel when it debuted, became a face in the fall of 86, despite remaining a bad guy in the cartoon. Andre the Giant was a face, but turned heel in early 87, despite remaining a good guy throughout the series run. Uh, Jimmy Super 5 Snooker and Wendy Richter were in the series, despite having left. WWF again uh, yeah, and, and came back for and came back for series two, even right, which you is know, really that's, strange. That's wild. Yep. Yeah. WWE. They, they must have had them all all done. You know. Right. Uh, maybe right they did the all twenty six right from the start. Yeah, and just had two seasons contracted or something. WWF owns the program, and it was on the WWE Network, but then it came down when the Bubba the Love Sponge tape thing came out. And I don't think they've put it up since for whatever reason. I couldn't find it. Yeah, everything else, you know, is for the Hulkster back, but not that. Yeah, we watched an episode. We watched, let's see, what episode was that? What number? Small but mighty. Small but mighty. I'm trying to figure out what episode. Hmm. The episode list, I, oh, whoops, I was looking in the wrong. Damn it, looking in the wrong section. There would also be other kind of um, 
vignettes. There'd be live motion things put in there. You want to talk? Those, about were, those were the the best part. Yeah, talk about show. that a little bit, Dave. Uh, Gene would just have like these little bumpers, like in the because the cartoon there'd be like you know a lot of times in the eighties, even with those Scooby Doo's I, I mentioned before, there'd be like two cartoons in an hour block or a half hour block. Right. Yeah. Usually there was two stories. Yep. Yeah. And so Gene will come in in between them and there'd be bumpers and like maybe Bobby Heenan would be showing you how to lift weights, but he's saying to keep in shape, but he can't get the weight up. And, you know, there's like a little like uh, joke at the end of every little thing Gene does. Uh, the fabulous Moolah was putting a, a mud pack on her face. I think women used to do that. I don't know if they still do. And, you know, she has the mud on her face and Captain Luke comes in and says, Mooly, you look downright ravishing. She's like, what? You know, a little womp, 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 you know, <laughs> those, yeah, yeah. Those, those, those type of deals, you know, some, somebody gets knocked into a pool and Andre's yelling for, uh, shows some guy how to go fishing and he yells for the fish and the fish just come. Uh, that, is that from Sesame Street? I don't know. She put stuff like that. Sure. Stuff like that. I'm confusing it. Yeah. I think that's Ernie and Bert. But there was something similar with Andre fishing. It, now, might, it might have been the same gag, but there's gags. There was some famous people who, I don't know if they got their start in the show, but were part of it. Uh, the wrestlers didn't have time to do their own voices. Kind of disappointing. So actors did them. And Brad Garrett, who is the brother of Raymond and everybody loves Raymond, uh, does the voice of Hulk Hogan. Also, James Avery, Uncle Phil from uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Who also Never seen an Shredder. episode of my life. Can you believe that? No, I can't. No. I don't want to cut you off there. You said an important thing after that. Also did Shredder for Ninjas. I saw every episode, of, or maybe not every, but I saw quite a bit of those. Yep, and he was in the, the Brady Bunch movie. You know, obviously everyone knows who Uncle Phil is, I guess, except Dave. But, uh... No, I know he is. <laughs> I, just, I just never watched show because I hated rap and uh, um What's I hated rap, rap so too, but I never really associated it with that as a kid for yeah. whatever reason. I don't know. To me, it was just another sitcom on the air. I didn't watch it religiously, but I saw it. You know, I I knew about it. Well, I mean, I knew, knew about it, but I probably saw, you know, six a season or something. It, it, TV was different back then because there wasn't like eighty channels to choose from. You know what I mean? And, right. And usually better. Usually every Monday through Thursday, at least maybe Friday, unless I had hockey between eight and bedtime, I would just watch whatever sitcoms were on. You know, you. would Pick whatever one of the three or four stations, what they had, you know, maybe Monday Night Football on Monday or whatever. But, you know, thir- Thursdays, Friday was the big, um, you know, the night on ABC where you'd watch Full House or Step by Step or whatever. TGIF. Yeah, TGIF. You know, Growing Pains and. Uh, oh, my favorite. Belky Bartokamas. And we would watch Who's the Boss. We would watch Roseanne sometimes, you know, whatever was on it. Some of them I liked a lot. Some of them I just saw episodes of, you know. So, um, but yeah, a lot of different voice actors lended their voices to this uh, to create the characters. the The animation itself is pretty interesting. The it's pretty good. The animation of the wrestlers is pretty good. Um, it, it's a lot better than the the real actors they've cast in the Young Rock. Uh, Paul gets so frustrated. Oh my god, that that Andre. <laughs> yeah, Paul will be back in a minute. Paul, every Paul's like. That does not look like so and so. I was like, I almost think it's a goof of the show that they they're doing or something to make them just not at all look like them. Uh, but the enemy, yeah, I've, I've lightened, I've lightened up. I want to practice what I preach, so I'm not like this. Macho man can never be with them at this time. He wasn't there at that time. He wasn't this. He, I don't want to be one of those people. Whatever, it's for entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Macho sure. is. Not in Hawaii in 1986, but they pretend like he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, It's just to work him into the show because he's famous. You know, that's all they're Mm -hmm. doing there. Uh, But the 10th episode of the series, the first block of the show, it aired October 12th, 1985. Small but mighty. And to go over this more, we need to get our small but mighty cast member with us. So let's get Paul back in here. Paul of Mania running wild, brother. So Paul is back here. Paul, you just watched... The episode "Small but Mighty." The fir- before we get going at all, what are your first impressions of the cartoon, the Hulk Hogan cartoon? Well, I think it's kind of funny because at first, who is him? Billy does not. At first, they get the cat sick, or whatever right. it is. Yeah, from the chili. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let's not get into the episode. Just in general, what do you think of the cartoon? How did you like the drawings? Do you think they look like the wrestlers? Uh, him, Billy? He's the only one that looks like him, Billy. What's better, the, the drawings on this show or the characters on Young Rock? Who looks more like the wrestlers? Young Rock. Young Rock? Whoa. <laughs> really? Because I thought you hate how they look on there. Well, they look better. I can't help it. Oh, my God. That's a shocking answer. I, I don't even believe what hey, you're saying. Hey, got to write your opinion there, kiddo. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't add up to what she says in real life, though. <laughs> yeah. it's for the, it's for okay. Remember, you're either talking into your mic or you're not talking at all because people can't hear you off the mic. Sorry. That's okay. All right, so <laughs> so small but mighty. Let's talk about the Dave. Why don't you go through the pot a little bit of this episode? All right, this episode, um, they're all hanging out at the junkyard, dog's junkyard. He has his own junkyard, and it's like a hang for them. And he's cooking some famous junkyard dog chili. And the uh, hillbilly Jim, who I actually kind of think Paul is too fat for, for hillbilly, because hillbilly's in tre- tremendous condition, and they kind of made him a little portly in the cartoon. Agreed. Anywho, yeah. yeah anyhow, yeah. he had uh, it looks he had a little face. Yeah, he uh, he had uh, a pet raccoon and had some kind of herbs for him or something, and somehow it accidentally falls into Junkyard Dog's chili. They eat all the chili, you know, everything's fine. Then all of a sudden, they all start shrinking into little kids, back to kids again. So that's basically the idea of it. And while this is all happening. Uh, the Hulkmobile happens to get stolen, you know, because they're kids. They would they would never steal it from Hulk Hogan and all these big wrestlers, but now they're kids. So the car, uh, the Hulkmobile gets stolen, and the idea is they have to go to the cops, and the cops don't believe them that they're the wrestlers because they're kids. Basically, that's the whole idea of right. the uh, and then of, uh, antics the antics ensue, right? And right. the word is that uh, Stuart Gordon. Uh, who wrote the script for Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, stole elements of that movie from this episode. Mm, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I think that that was where he, his inspiration came. Uh, but had a giant cookie in this. It's absolute hijinks and hilarity. The cops don't believe the kids. Hogan's a kid. He can't get anyone to believe he's Hulk Hogan. It's a very 80s plot, and I, I love it <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. And what even is the Hulkmobile? The Hulkmobile is the Hulk's car. You know that uh, LJN actually made prototypes of the, of the vehicles. Oh, LJN um, was going to put them out? Yeah, there's prototypes. You can find them <laughs> online. For the, They're going to be used for the bendies. But for some reason, uh, they, they never made it past uh, prototype stage. They had the Hulkmobile. They had the, the whatever Piper drove. Something for uh, that's something for Bundy, which was obviously wasn't in the cartoon. Something for Bundy. And, uh, yeah, the, that, that was going to happen, but for whatever reason. One thing that always disappointed me on the cartoon, I was always waiting for him to show up, but he never did, was Mr. T. I always thought it would have yeah. been natural, because that's another Saturday morning cartoon that I watched was Mr. T. Yeah, his old cartoon. Yeah, so I was always waiting for that crossover that never happened. As a kid, in my mind, it just made so much sense that since Hulk and Mr. T were friends on A-Team and they were friends in wrestling, why wouldn't they be friends in Cartoon World, too? Right. But that never happened. But it's a really fun show. It's a really funny cartoon. What are some of the other episodes you remember liking a lot, Dave? Are there any other ones you remember? Uh, there's one they're, they're, on a, they're on a ship and uh, craziness ensues and Hogan, Piper, Hogan and Piper have to work together and stuff. There's one where they turn into zombie or there's zombies coming after them and stuff. I actually, you know, I, I don't know if I've seen them all. I like the one where Piper inherits a castle or something in Scotland. <laughs> Dad, show me that one. Show me that one, please. Yes, yeah, so it's one of his cousins then decides that he should get the castle. Uh, and then Hulk Hogan's in like a time machine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember yeah. it exactly, but I remember Piper getting the castle. That was. I think there's one, there's one where they have to clean Mean Gene's house and they wreck it on him. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> it's something that it could never really work today for some reason. But if it, well, nothing can work today. Yeah, nothing <laughs> works today. You're right. You're right about that. Including me today. <laughs> Only today. <laughs> but really great stuff. Um, what do you think the legacy of the cartoon is, Dave? Um. Well, I mean, with people like us, I think it's a fin- fantastic legacy. Like casual people. Oh, my God. Remember wrestling in the 80s? Remember Hogan and Andre and, and Mr. T? Remember the cartoon? Remember the wrestling figures? 
then you're going to get those wrestling fans of today who probably hate everything about it. You know what I mean? So I always I think, think that a, I think that's a good legacy. I always think it's a good way to show people how things kind of started as one thing in the eighties and then became all these other things, right? Like Hulk Hogan started as a wrestler in the WWF and him and Vince McMahon are really pioneers in this. And then it went from that to also the LJNs to the cartoon, to the lunchbox, you know, to the movies that came out. And Paul, what were you going to say about that? I was saying that I'm surprised that there's no love me less Elizabeth in this one. Yeah, and Macho Man too. I can't. They would have been naturals, I think, for the cartoon. Yeah, I think. Well, since Snook is in it, because uh, uh, by the time Savage was coming in, they did kind of like cross paths. Snook was uh, walking out the door, Savage walking in the door, in, into the real WWF. Right. So having Snook in it means they these cartoons were drawn and made before uh, Macho and Elizabeth were there. However, they are Macho and Elizabeth are in the bumpers. And so is Don Morocco, and like the real, like we talked about those real, real life skits with Gene, right? Uh, they're in do, those. Do in yeah. the middle, yeah. they're in those. So those are probably done a little after pr- production of the drawings of the cartoon. So yeah, you, you had more people that worked. I think Bundy might have been in one, a couple of those. So those those were a little more up to date. But not yeah. for season two, season two, they they weren't up to date. And I I think that, and I think back to everything I liked, whether it be the A Team or Rock or Hulk Hogan or hockey, or whatever, the great thing about the 80s were, like on a Christmas morning, I have an 18 Christmas, and that meant action figures, that meant, you know, pajamas, a lunchbox, you know, episodes of the show, whatever, there was all the different forms of it, and rock and wrestling is an example of that, and wrestling too, it wasn't just superstars, and the four pay-per-views a year, it was also the cartoon it was also the merchandise it was also the movies it was also all the other things don't, we real, talked don't about. realize that they yeah. don't realize that oh you only now it's just so much wrestling and wrestling and it's all the same over and over and over and over i know people probably get tired of sick of me hearing it but i mean you need this fun stuff you know mixed in and that, that's all gone the only thing fun about wrestling now is john cena has a ball spot so people have loved that all week you know i did my yeah. I turned in my updated list, the place to be nation, um, re- top 100 wrestlers, WWF. Number five, I had Bret Hart. Number four, I had John Cena. Number three, I had Bruno. Number two, I had Stone Cold. Number one, I had Hogan. But one thing I did this list differently than I did five years ago was I really, really focused on my era. And if you weren't from it, I hammered you. CM Punk Ooh. dropped totally off the list. Where do um, I find this list? These, I'd like to see Justin's and everybody Yeah, they're going to be coming out now over the course of the year. they got to tabulate the results. They're not out yet. They were due on New Year's Eve. Uh, I would have liked a dumb one, but I, I'm, I'm following it as closely as I should. Uh, it's too bad. The next time, I'd like to make one. I think next year they might oh. be doing matches, top 100 matches maybe, WWE. Oh, yeah. Um, or they might do tag teams. I don't know what they're going to do, but they do one every year. And they did this five years ago, and I was mu- I tried to be much more, I guess, balanced through the years, even though I was lying to myself. You know, in a way, it wasn't my true list. Whereas this time, I made sure that it was. I mean, my do, they, era. do they, people go by fake championships, or do they go by who was? There's over? some kind of criteria you're supposed to follow. I didn't even consider the criteria. Yeah, yeah. like to me, championships mean nothing. To it's me, I, I just money. did who are the best WWF wrestlers. When yeah. I watched wrestling, and I made the list right. from there, I did put in some people that weren't exactly from my era, like you know, some people for like Big Show made it. He's not really from my era, but I think he deserves to be one sure. of the top one hundred WWF wrestlers. Really our era. You know, I, I, I think kind of our... right. I put the um, who else? I put? like Cena's not from my era, but I think he deserves in the top oh, five. So absolutely. I put him absolutely. in the top five. You know, so there are people there, but I definitely focus more like. Coco Beware didn't make my list last time because I had, you know, I wanted to be cool and put Daniel Bryan on it or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, I, I made up for that this time around. There's still, I believe, more people in the world. I mean, I don't I don't know about this for sure, but questionable. There's still more people in the world who may know who Coco Beware is more than who Daniel Bryan is. Oh, it totally. Be I totally close. believe yeah. that. I mean, it's a dying breed. People are getting older and dying off, but uh, 
Yeah, I think so. All right, well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to finish the season of the 24-inch podcast. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. Twenty-four inch podcast. We are back, and the real world just kind of happened in between segments. There, I stood up to stop the tape and restart the other tape, and my phone started blowing up with text messages. It was my brother. He's talking about CPR, and holy heck, I didn't know what he's talking about. So I call him real quick, and it's someone, someone in the Bills and Bengals game, um, Buffalo Bills player. Hamlin, Denny, Denny Hamlin, is that his right name? Uh, Hamlin, Demar, Ham- Demar, Demar Hamlin. Hamlin, yeah. Monday Night Football, as, as we're recording. This. Yeah, twenty-four years no, no. old. He made a tackle. Didn't look like the scariest right tackle you've ever seen. I mean, it looked like one you see all the time. And he stood right up, and then my brother described, which I thought was a good way. It looked like Mortal Kombat, where the thing is around your head, and he was woozy, and then he just fell straight back, like he wasn't even in control of his body. Back bump. It wasn't even like his knee hit the ground first or no. anything like that, or or went down to his knees. He went flat, flat back, not like the Ric Flair, the front face. He went right back, like like he's. It didn't look good. Yeah, and never seen performance. And I never seen him. See, you probably know better than me, but I've never seen him perform CPR. Usually, they put the neck brace on them and you know put them out in the gurney that way to stretch them. But CPR, that that's a little scary. Takes you back to uh, Owen Hart. Yeah, that's uh, that's you know? a whole other so, thing. But yeah, I'd never this, seen young man. CPR and the feel like that. And now I guess they're gonna play, which is the got to be the hardest thing to do as an athlete to see one of your teammates like that. Yeah, that does. Who's in, cha- kinda who's in t- charge of Monday Night Football, Vince McMahon? Yeah, that does kind of tell me though that maybe they think it's not the worst case scenario for the kid, at least not right now. Uh, I don't- um, but who knows? Scary, scary, scary I thoughts. Hope so. yeah. uh, prayers to Damar Hamlin. I'm sure by the time this is heard, people will know what happened, um, and we hope we hope for the best. So, yeah, yeah, with that sure. said, sure. if they can play the football game, I guess we can finish the podcast, and we're going to try to do that now. And uh, the first thing we have to do is some plugs. So don't forget, you can check out this episode and all episodes of the 24 Inch Podcast on our SoundCloud page at SoundCloud.com slash sports dash casters you can also hear the sports casters podcast there as well uh, that season concluded with interviews with john wertheim from sports illustrated and 60 minutes and also chris bedard a senior writer for sports illustrated on as well at sports underscore casters for more information on that uh, and i think that will do it for plugs that we need to say today oh at two four inch podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us Search for the 24-inch podcast on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Uh, Instagram, we're there. We're on Twitter at 24-inch podcast. Uh, so we're going to, that's going to be, I think, Dave and I's New Year resolution in 2023 to do better at social media. Yes, Paula. And do better getting the shows out, too. A lot, most of it, I mean, we're not going to blame Steve, and the man was very sick, um, you know, for all those months. But uh, then, a lot of weird stuff happened to me. It wasn't my fault either. But then some sometimes sometimes a little bit of that Ric Flair in me comes out. Okay, I guess they're not going to play the game now, just as a... Oh, boy, that's not good. That's not good, man. Dad, can I go and check on the game and see what's yep. happening? Paul's going to go check. Paul, give us an update. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not good, brother. That doesn't look good if they're not, if they're not playing. All right, maybe they're just stopping it for a while. Yeah, uh, the two coaches are meeting on the field with the referee right now. I don't Tempor- have TV. Temporarily I suspended until further notification. Oh, boy. Terrible. 
God, this is like going to be like the uh, biggest guys, thing. Guys, we have bad news. Right. Everybody going off of the field, crying in bad tears. Oh no. Everybody, yeah, it's not... even the Bengals. Yeah. They're sad. It's, I don't know. It's if the way he. Went, it's the way he went down. That's scary. Scary part. Yeah, and I don't see the guy anywhere. Well, yeah, they took him on the ambulance. Well, you're not gonna see him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I don't see. Wild moments, wild moments here. Josh is crying in two million, billion, two billion, billion tears right now. Yeah, I know. Well, let's try to get these questions out, all guys. Right, yeah, it's a little, little tough, especially a day we're doing a cartoon of all things, right? Something sad happens like this. You know, it kind of throws us off a little bit sometimes here on the 24th podcast. Right but, uh, Am I going to sleep tonight? I don't know, honey. You'll have to just do your best. Yeah. We'll, we'll just pray for him before we go to bed. All right, Dave. That's you got to do. You want to kick us off? We'll kick it off. Uh, first, we got uh, the great Chet, who is uh, doing pretty well in life right now. Happy New Year, Chet. Lately. Yep. Happy New Year to Chet. He just got a little bit of a comment question. Um, what happened to Mad Maxine? She was supposed to be in the cartoon. And who else could have been in it that wasn't? Great question. I'll go first. Sure. Uh, Mad Maxine was supposed to be uh, the bit. She was like almost six foot eight, like almost the biggest Hogan. And as a woman, and she was supposed to be Wendy Richter's like the piper for her, like the equivalent, the, the main heel. But Moolah always had heat with the girls, with her girls, and there's heat there. And Mad Maxine only lasted maybe, maybe a month, maybe, maybe three weeks in the WWF. So literally, she was scratched from the cartoon and uh, Moolah replaced her. But who else could have been in it? Um, I'm thinking it was drawn up right right after WrestleMania one. So uh, Bundy was at one. Steamboat. So I mean, he, he, Steamboat was at one. Uh, there's two. Uh, uh, Cowboy Bob, Cowboy Bob Wharton. Greg Valentine's missing. Here's a big one that he wasn't at WrestleMania one, but he was around. But a great guy for the cartoon would have been George the Animal Steel. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That 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 one that one throws me off a little bit there. And I think, I think yeah. you know, the number one WrestleMania one person that I think should have been on it that wasn't my guy, Mr. T, which we talked Mr. about T. earlier. Yeah. Mr. T. We're a little bit of a rush. I'm sure there's more chat, so we, we couldn't answer all of them. But there's a few questions here. It's, a, it's the last night of Christmas vacation. Paul's got to go back to school. We got this stuff going on on Monday Night Football. So um, there's that. You got? You guys want to go? Or yeah, you Paul, you got go? one? Mm-hmm. You want to read one of mom's? Okay. What's your favorite? If you can get one merch, what will it be? Yeah, if if, if, you, if Santa could bring one wrestling-related item under the tree, what would you want, Dave? Uh, one wrestling-related item under the tree that I've never got before. Wow. I want Motley Crue Atlantic City tickets, but that's not wrestling-related, <laughs> is it? Unless, unless Vince Neil body slam, body slam somebody. Jeez. Uh, a wrestling-related item that I never got. How about WrestleMania 3 tickets? And, oh, and, uh, that Christmas would be time. sick. Yeah, that'd be really I don't know nice. if, they were, if they were on sale yet at, in uh, December of 86. I don't think so. We kind of pretend. But, um, you know, uh, WrestleMania 20, uh, we're going years later. I thought Hogan would have been there. I thought he would, they would start brought, bringing him back around February. And I think I was expecting uh, WrestleMania 20 tickets, and it was sold out, and I never got them. Hogan wasn't there anyway. Don't give a shit. Don't care about the card. Haven't seen it since it happened, so everything's fine. But I did WrestleMania 20 tickets. I was expecting back in uh, December of 03. I think one thing Paul and I have kind of been on the hunt for that we haven't got yet, but I'm sure we will at some point, is a Hulk wrestling buddy. I had one when I was a kid. I'd like to have one again. I don't have that. Um, so that might be my answer. A Hulk wrestling buddy. What do you think, Paula? Mm-hmm. I have a very weird one. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to do this one. Okay, we'll do one I that wanna... you want to do then. Animal. I want animal. I want one of the animal of the steel figure. Oh, Georgie animal steel <laughs> figure? Okay. LJN. Like, LJN. Cage, like with a cage, and he like grabbing onto it. Yeah, <laughs> where he's eating the turnbuckle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or the mind doll that he had, the stuffed animal. Right, mine. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth. 
אליזבת. היא דרך אבו רוזוויץ. at No Way Out 03, why did Rock go over again? What was the point? Was something supposed to happen in the future and it fell through? And every member of CM Punk still sucks. I agree with that. Uh, Hogan Rock 2 uh, was to set up Hogan McMahon for WrestleMania. Hogan Rock 2 was in February at the No Way Out pay-per-view. Uh, should the Rock went over, um, it could have been more of a schmoz. Hogan lost to too many people. It was ridiculous in, in that era how over he was. And Vince never wanted to pay him what he should have been paid for being the most. He was the most over guy in the company in most of 02 and 03. Most of it. Anytime he was there, he was, he, he was, he was the most over at that time. And, um, yeah, I know he, he, he gave a lot of people the rub, put a lot of people over, gets no credit for it. You know, he only gets credit from, for it by like Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar and, you know, guys like that. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, just one of those things. Yeah, I, I don't believe you should have lost that match. Uh, you know, maybe some kind of schmoz or something. But it was a setup to Hulk-Vince match for WrestleMania 19, which Hulk did win. So, all good, brother. Steve? Yeah, well, look at it. I, I'm just grateful that he came back at all. You know, that we got what we did get out of that. It wasn't right. perfect, but at least he came back, you know. Um, got to have some cool moments, some cool matches. I wish he would have won more, too. I hated to ever see him lose. Uh, yeah, oh, my God. It was like all the time. I'm like, geez. But I guess that's the code. And I think he was, you know, I think he was up for it. And I think he was trying to prove something about, you know, the yeah. it doesn't work for me, brother, that that was fake, you know, and that he. Yeah, but really, they still all say it. They still all say it anyway. They still so, all say it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right, Paul, you want to read mom's other email? You forgot it. All right, let me see what it says. I think I got it here. I think, oh, what wrestler, either current or obviously, Tammy, we don't do current here, or before, has the best ring attire? Mm-hmm. Well, I do. Before we do that, I have something about the game. Okay, what do you got? We have some good news. Okay. Great, great, great. And some bad news. Okay. The good news is they're in the locking room. Okay. The bad news is for, for now they're not playing. No. They're not that the bad news. They're the badder better. That they're not they're not even showing the Wild. Okay. What about ring attire? Who, who's got a ring attire they want to throw out? I got one I'll throw out. I always thought the British Bulldogs white white and blue outfit with the British flag on the back was always pretty sick. I always liked that. Hulk's classic red and yellow. One of the best ever. Um, I got a good one. Okay. What do you got? Savage's the robes is always amazing. Yeah. I love Hulk Hogan's big like fire up suit love it even we have this little give me a minute i'll be right back all right she's digging through the wrestlers what do you think dave oh yeah of course hulk and macho you know that goes without saying i also thought the heart foundation was always pretty cool with the pink and black and the alternate versions and people are going to be really surprised when i say this but uh sean michaels when he first turned bad I thought he had like those ski boots. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool looking attire there. That that comes comes to mind. Uh, just Ricky Steamboat. I think um, I, I liked when he started wearing the regular boots with the red pants or the white pants. I thought with the, with the uh, karate gi, I thought that was always uh, a good look. Uh, Jimmy Snooker. You know, God, there's just there's just so many. You know, now they the people the same, who cared right? about it always had something yeah. good. You know, some people really invested in their gimmick. Um, Rick Flair, we gotta give a 
Shout out to his robes. I have a good. Right. Oh, he's like Raven with the jean shorts and like the weird rock t-shirt. For some reason, I guess that's it's sign of the times. Uh, at that time, was pretty cool. Uh, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Mouth of the right. South, Hulkin outfit, and I kind of like it. Oh, from from his WCW days when he was kind of Hulk's pitch man. He had the yellow and uh, red suit with the stars yeah. on it. Even the back, it's so cool. So, yeah, those are some good ones. All right, thanks, Tammy, for the questions. What do you got, Dave? Thanks, Tammy. Uh, here comes the main event, Kevin Hogan. Kevin, what's up? Happy New Year, Kevin. All right, question from Kevin from Nutley. Guys, you, you guys doing an episode about the cartoon got me thinking about the wrestlers' appearances on TV shows. I'm going to pull this reference off the back wall and see if you remember it. So far, I seem to be the only person that does. <laughs> yeah, right, brother. Back in the late 80s, 88, 89-ish, the Fox affiliate had a kids' TV show aired on Sunday mornings. It was called DJ Catcho. DJ was a human-sized puppet, and Cat with a human sidekick named Elizabeth. One week after disrespecting professional wrestling, it culminated with having him have a feud and scheduled match scheduled match against Jake the Snake Roberts. Do either of you remember this or not? I've brought it up to numerous wrestling fans, and so far nobody else can seem to remember this event. I remember it very well, <laughs> and I remember the. I remember the kids in school coming up to me, teasing me, God, oh, Dave, you don't like DJ no more now, right? You hate DJ Cat. Fuck yeah, I do. But uh, he was scared of Jake. I remember the bumpers for that, the commercials, like, like you know, tape superstars and challenge, you know, and up till God, you know, I don't watch my tapes anymore. You know, a lot of them, and a lot of them are on YouTube. A lot of them have, uh, I let somebody borrow them. That's another story. But a lot, of, a lot of stuff you find on YouTube are are, are from me. But uh, that bumper, that commercial, uh, it was it plays on the wrestling. Jake, Jake shows up, and the, the DJ cop's like, oh, no, what do I do? All that kind of stuff. But, yeah, yeah, brother, I remember that without a doubt. Uh, Steve, do you remember it? Yeah, I remember for sure. And I remember the same thing with people in school talking about it. And, uh, yeah, you came to the right place, I guess, to find people to remember that. Since you haven't, haven't, <laughs> haven't found yeah. any. But yeah, same memories you do of it. Nothing really more to add or anything. But yeah, got one more from the Kevin Hogan. Yeah, what else, uh, Kevin? Jamie, Jamie from Queens, guys. I oh, remember Jamie. loving the cart. Jamie's guy. I remember the love loving the cartoon as a kid, but rewatched a couple episodes in anticipation as anticipation for this podcast, and it was almost painful. The voices are brutal. It was cool to hear James Every, who played Uncle Phil on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, voice voice the Shredder and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, voice Junkyard Dog. Even though he sounded nothing like Junk God, all the other voice actors are phoning it in. The guy that voiced Roddy Piper especially horrible and sounded like a rejected villain from a Rocky Bullwinkle cartoon. What do you guys think? What are your thoughts? I'll go first. I don't give a shit. Um, I, you know, I, it's a cartoon. You know what I mean? It's fine. Yeah. I have, I, I have no problem. I have no problem with any of it. You couldn't have. There's no way in the '80s could the wrestlers have time to uh, to, to, to do the voice the, the voiceovers. For yeah, the, for that cartoon. I wish they could have. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish they could have. It would have been cool if they did. But it's all right, but, but, it, but it's far from my favorite cartoon. Far. You know, it's not even close, but I can handle it. I can still watch it as an adult, you know, here and there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah it is what it is. I don't know if I have a favorite cartoon. I never really thought of that. Scooby Doo Brothers. I guess it'd have to be He Man, just like historically. Yeah. But I like Scooby Doo. I like. I mean, it'd be a classic, you know. Maybe Flintstones. I don't know. That sounds good. Yeah, something like Jetsons. I love it. Yeah, Jetsons. Yeah, Jetsons. But that might be my second after Scooby. But um, all I like right. the Hanna Barbera guy. Couple things I want to read real quick. Uh, Ian Ross emailed us. Um, he says, "I think the SummerSlam '90 episode was the best 24-inch one you've done to date. Everything seemed to click, and your love for the pay-per-view really came through in a great way for an almost two-hour show." It flew Good by. One. He says, I was only in the spectrum a couple times, but I must confess, I did try to join in the search for Sapphire each time I was there. Uh, <laughs> I was looking forward to hearing new episodes. Well, Her- Hercules deserves love. He was an underrated hand. I won't point out how you two jamokes just casually bailed out on the Survivor Series squashing of Hogan episode. I was looking forward to watch. I was looking forward to your excuses for how that happened. I was at the show live. The place went insane. Oh. When Hogan Ready got pinned. 
it's not an excuse. And that's not true in hindsight. Hindsight, hindsight, hindsight. People pop when somebody, a title changes hands, when it's unexpected, no matter what. Yeah, look at this. car got stolen. And uh, yeah. the moment passed. We'll get to yeah. it next Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, Lucas Calhoun says, Merry Christmas, brothers. Uh, I'm a big Hercules fan as well. I always thought he would have been a great third member of Demolition. How do you guys think a short Hogan versus Bruno program would have worked in 86 when he was back working for the WWF? He looked better than most on the roster. I think he would have been huge and could have and could have been done to not, it could have been done to not completely bury Bruno. He can't wait for the new season. Any thoughts on that idea, Dave? It's a fantastic question. Um, I actually think he, he he said 86, but if if Andre couldn't do it, you know, for March of 87, which basically is 86, you know, it's coming off of 86, you know, they're going to say they're going to throw Orndorff or Kamala in there. That's why they weren't on the card or Orndorff's arms hurt. But maybe Bruno turning on him might be the, the next best thing, you know, at least for the New York area. You know, would have been uh, that would, would have been a pretty big deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it could have worked. Uh, Bruno's look though was a little, even though he was in tremendous shape, it could probably beat the crap out of seventy-five percent of the uh, roster at the time anyway, if you wanted to. But um, yeah, I mean, if Bruno would have went along with it, I think that would have been um, it would have worked. Uh, yeah, sure. I think they could have really done a good job with the, one of the managers brainwashes him. You know, whether it be Heenan or someone else, look at this was your thing. Now Hogan came. He's turning everyone against you. He stole your spotlight kind of a thing. You know, brainwash him. You know, well, they wanted to do it with Backlund. Backlund wouldn't do it. Backlund wouldn't do it. I think the only, only problem with Bruno was even though he wasn't that old, men looked older in those days. You know, he might have been like 49, 50, but he looked like he was 60. You know what I mean? So Andre did not. So, uh, I mean, you got that, something? that could be only a little problem. Good point, Dave. Paula, yeah. you got to talk into the mic, though. Okay, well, what do you got? I got a good email. Okay, what do you got? She's got an email. She just can't read it right now. Go ahead, buddy. What? So, uh, Ellie. Your friend Ellie. So she, so there's this new series Wednesday that. Okay, don't laugh about Oh, Paul loves the new show Dad, on Netflix Dad, called Wednesday. This is more wrestling. Oh, I saw oh. a little bit of that. Okay. If any wrestler was Wednesday, what was his dance going to be? Okay, well, I think it'd have to be Undertaker, right? Because mm-hmm. he would fit in good with the Adams family. Mm-hmm. And I guess his dance would be the uh, uh, break dance. I don't know. What with Dave? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Paige because The Undertaker's a man. Okay. And Lindsay's not. So cause she kind of got that dark side to her. And what would her dance be? Uh, we can't say that on the air, brother. We'll let that go. <laughs> All right. Do we got anything else or is it time to call it a season? Busy! I think Busy! Uh, it's time to go down and put Monday Night Football on and, hope, and hopefully our prayers have been answered for, for that young, a young man. All right. We are going to be back in a couple weeks. Hopefully it won't be a long break. And we will return with Royal Rumble. What year are we doing, Dave? We're gonna do nineteen eighty nine. This is the first this is the first pay per view version of the Royal Rumble. I got a lot of family stories because my cousins lived across the street at the time and it was my little cousin's birthday and we we're going back and forth and there was a fire and the Royal Rumble was just so cool that year. I don't wanna give too many things away. But God was that damn thing cool. It's almost up there with like all those Royal Rumbles, 89, 90, 91, 92, of course, 92, they're, they're, they're just phenomenal. They're just phenomenal pieces of business. Love talking about them. And uh, 89 will be no exception. From the Houston, Texas, to the summit. Can't wait. Can't wait to be back. Season three, it won't be long. So for the last time in season two, I ask you just please to say your prayers. And tell your friends about the 24-inch podcast. Let it pray, brother. Football! Soccer!